Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of lice, found under the Dermatology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 7-year-old boy is brought to the pediatrician after he has noticed scratching his head at school. He reports that this itchiness has gone on for around 3 days now. His mom reports angrily that the school just notified them that several children had similar symptoms last week. Physical exam reveals several nits less than one centimeter away from the base of the hair shaft. He is given topical permethrin and counseled that he can still go to school. Let's continue with an introduction to lice. Clinically, this is defined as a very common ectoparasitic infestation of the scalp due to pediculosis capitis, or head lice, or pubic hair, known as pediculosis pubis, or pubic lice. Remember that pubic lice is also known as crabs, and this can also involve other hair-bearing areas, such as the eyebrows or eyelashes. Conditions that are associated include sexually transmitted diseases in the case of pubic lice, and scabies. In terms of the epidemiology, this is a common disease. Demographically, Head lice occurs in girls more often than boys. It can occur in healthy children, regardless of hygiene. It is seen in adults with poor hygiene and is less common in African Americans. Pubic lice is often seen in teenagers and young adults, in men who have sex with men, and it is seen in men more often than women. Risk factors include a household contact with infected children and overcrowded living conditions. In terms of the pathogenesis, the life cycle of the louse is the nit, which is an egg, the nymph, which is an immature louse, and the adult louse. The females lay nits or eggs that are attached to the hair. The farther away the nit is from the base of the hair shaft, the older the infection. Nits more than one centimeter away from the hair shaft may indicate an old, not active infection, and pruritus is caused by injection of saliva in the skin. Head lice is due to infestation with head louse pediculus humanus capitis. It is transmitted via hair-to-hair direct contact. Pubic lice is due to infestation with the crab louse thyris pubis. It is transmitted via close physical or sexual contact. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms may include scalp or genital itching, a sensation of crawling, conjunctivitis may be present if there is eyelash infestation, and some patients may be asymptomatic. On exam, one should examine the patient by wet combing the hair using a fine-tooth comb. The live lice may be appreciated. More commonly, nits are found along the base of the hair shaft. Remember that nits less than one centimeter away from the base are considered viable. These often appear white. There may also be secondary skin lesions from scratching with excoriations or impetigo. In terms of further studies, Microscopic examination may identify the lice or nits on the hair shafts, but when making the diagnosis, remember that most cases are clinically diagnosed. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about scabies and chiggers. With regards to treatment, remember that patients with head lice are treated with topical pediculide initially or oral ivermectin in cases of treatment failure. Children do not have to be kept from school and household members should be screened for head lice. Conservative options include no sharing of clothing or hair accessories, and washing all of the linens and clothing 
that could have come into contact with the lice. Medical options include an occlusive topical agent. This is indicated for children with an eyelash infestation. Specific modalities include petroleum jelly. Another option is a topical pediculocyte. This is indicated for all patients, and specific drugs include permethrin, ivermectin, and dimethicone. Another option is oral ivermectin. This is indicated for topical treatment failure. Complications related to lice include secondary bacterial infections, which may occur at the site of excoriations. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that the pruritus may linger until 10 days after treatment, and the infection may recur. That's all for this review about lice. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.